Hey, man, welcome to the Eric J. The Great Podcast, man. I need everybody to follow my podcast on the Apple Apple Podcast, the Eric J. The Great Podcast. I need everybody to follow us on Spotify, the Eric J. The Great Podcast. Listen to all my episodes. Also, tune into my YouTube channel, the Eric J. The Great Podcast. And um, shout out to Anchor for uh, sponsoring my podcast. It's a great uh, app to be partnered with if you want to get your podcast off the ground. So I just wanted to do a short episode today uh, talking about, you know, um, bringing young people to the church, you know. You know, I was recently um, baptized in Jesus' name as of a month ago and um received the Holy Spirit about a month ago. And um you know, when I read stories about the Bible, you know, I just think that um in the modern era we have to get back to how it was back in those days in the biblical times like church is so much bigger than a box and I just feel like we fall into the tradition of the familiar faces of everybody we see every Sunday and and there's nothing wrong you know you know those people you might have a person like I did come in randomly and be seeking Jesus and be able to be strong enough to come in those church doors, but you will have some people that's not strong enough or may not ever come through those church doors, you know. And I just think that um, that we have to do a better job as saints to have more of outreach outside of the church because when I think of stories in the Bible, most of the miracles and things that took place as far as Jesus touching people and people saving people, finding salvation, most of the time was outside of the church. It was in the streets. It was more hands-on outside of the church. And I just think it's more, it's easy to be around people that you're, you're comfortable around in a relaxed environment, people with familiar faces to, you know, to keep that routine up every Sunday. But in reality, you know, once those people find salvation and they've been going to church for years, you know, those people don't, don't, everyone needs Jesus, but those people don't need Jesus as much as people outside of the church that doesn't have salvation. And I just think that we could do a better job as finding, as, um, as reaching people outside of the church. And, you know, I was talking to somebody yesterday on Clubhouse and um, he had some, he brought up a ministry that I never heard of out of all the years I've been going to church. And they have a, a street ministry where they go in different communities around his state, around his local area, and they minister to people, you know, where he could be in community centers or blocks all type of stuff and 
And that was just so fascinating to me because I've never heard of anybody doing ministry outside of the church unless they was going to another church or a second service or something like that. And I just think that we, and I was just so excited to hear that because I just know, you know, a lot of people could use that ministry across the world. And I just think that uh, we could do a better job as to filling people outside of the church because a lot of people, you know, they don't want to, you know, when they get saved and things like that, you know, they disconnect, you know, from unsaved people, which, you know, you have to, to a certain extent, but I just think that, you know, for, for Christianity and us as saints to be more felt, we have to find a way to get those people that we don't see on every Sunday. And I feel like, you know, doing a ministry similar to this uh, this guy that I talked to yesterday with the street ministry will be able to capture more souls because for one, you, you're coming to their level, you're making yourself more relatable, you're being more humble to come to their stumping ground and be able to hear them out in their environment, in an environment where they're comfortable with versus, you know, being inside a church house. Cause I think, you know, a church is a good place, you know, to rejoice with saints and praise the Lord. But I, I feel like, you know, with ministry and things, the world is too big for ministry and saving souls to be inside of a church house. It should be every, it should be able to be had on every street or every corner in the world. And I just feel, you know, we are able to touch more people because the world is too big for us to confine ourselves in a 2,000 square feet perimeter or diameter, you know. And and I know a lot of people, you know, and I know how people think, you know, uh, young people around my age, I'm 28 years old, and um, and I just know a lot of people that's, you know, they haven't found Jesus yet. They're still going through their phase, you know, in life. A lot of people that I know, they might be crashing out, doing dumb things, you know, committing sins, things like that. But a lot of people have to realize, you know, young people is not dumb, even though they might be making mistakes in their life right now, but they're not stupid just because they're not at a state where they've been saved or things like that that they're not, they're not stupid. And I just think, you know, one thing anybody can respect, especially young people, you know, we just want you to keep it real and you make it more relatable because we had a time now where, you know, stuff is so advanced as far as technology and things like that, that, you know, the, the traditional era we grew up on as far as, you know, going to church every Sunday and things like that. Yeah, that's cool, you know, paying ties and things like that. But 
you can reach so much people in different ways. You got podcasting, you got, you know, in-person method, you got outside of the church, you know, setting up ministries and things like that to fill more people. Because I just feel like if you just stick to the traditional method of saving souls, of staying in the church house, then I don't think your numbers, your numbers is going to be really effective because versus a person that's doing the same thing you're doing and they're going out and being more felt in the community, making themselves vulnerable to be around the people in the, the, in the, in the impoverished communities or in the um, upscale communities, you know, people that's doing well for themselves, that's not, they have not found salvation yet. They don't have to just be hood people. But, you know, I just think, you know, uh, church is so much bit, uh, bigger than a bubble. And I just think that we fall into the habit of staying in our box, seeing the same people that we've been going to church with for years. And, you know, we praying over the same people that members of the church instead of having more outreach and reaching more people. And I just, uh, that's been on my mind a lot lately. And I just wish that we could have a better, we could do a better job is that around the world and able to capture um, more souls because, you know, as a recent events, you know, the world is, the world's not going to be here much longer, you know. You know, you see with COVID, you know, a lot of people getting sick, you know. And it said that in the Bible, you know, sickness will come, you know, in the book of Revelation. So, you know, we see little small things that's happening, you know, that was foresold in the Bible. It was written 2,000 years ago. So I just think that uh, we can apply more pressure to reach more so so people can find salvation and have a relationship with Jesus by using all the resources we have and using this big real estate we have that we call earth, every block, every corner and reaching more people, you know, it don't just have to be inside of a church every Sunday or in a Bible study every Wednesday or at prayer um, during a week, you know, because in real life, once people find their salvation, you know, they found Jesus. We need to focus on touching people that haven't found Jesus yet and still keep the people that have found Jesus in touch with Jesus. And I just think, you know, people um, stay in their own bubble with those same um, saints and they get a couple new people every now and then, but I think the numbers can be way, way higher than what they are in most churches, you know. But uh, another thing that's been on my mind that I wanted to talk about is uh, it's uh, child support. So, you know, child support is for apps and fathers, not fail relationships. And I think, you know, a lot of people get that confused because when you think, when you think of child support, child support is a given if if you have a, a great father figure, you know, he's going to support, you're supposed to support the child. I don't condone or one not taking care of their kids. 
one thing I don't like is, you know, a person getting put on child support out of spite just because, you know, he's not doing what you want him to do in the way you want him to do it. So you put him in a system and put him on child support when in reality, he's doing everything the kid needs. He's buying clothes, you know, just because he's not putting money in your hand doesn't mean, you know, he's not providing for his kid. You know, he can buy the stuff just like you could go about the stuff. And I just think, you know, a lot of that just comes from failed relationships and most child support the situation because when a person, a male or a female, don't want to be with the person no more, and then they move on, especially if they move on and get with another person. And the other person ain't haven't moved on emotionally and they find themselves just being like, oh, well, oh, you, you left me to be with her or you left me to be with him. All right, I'm going to put you on child support. It's just out of spite when we're in reality, they didn't even have a reason to put that person on child support. They could have just, you know, took time to heal, realized the situation was over, and been, and been more of an adult to be able to come to some type of compromise on co-parenting and moving on. And I feel like it could be a better system at child support because a person can just go down there and just be like, oh, I'm going to put you on child support. And there's no investigation being done. That person could have been taking care of the kid for eight years faithfully now he got to pay eight eight years back child support when in reality he was paying and taking care of the kid the whole time since he was born you know and you know child support is a good resource for absent fathers i'm not saying if a person not being there that he knows deserve to be put on child support he should get put on child support but for the people that are there and they get put in that same bucket as the people that's not being there. I just think that's not fair. And I just think we could do a better job as a country being able to investigate, you know, uh, whether it's that, you know, prove receipts, you know, bring bank statements, you know, have actual proceeding to prove that you're not taking care of this kid because all it is is receipts and transactions when it comes to taking care of a kid, you know, Everybody got some proof or something they brought for their kid, you know, whether you you, you don't have a receipt, you can print off your bank statements, you know, for the last couple of years or last couple of months or whatever, you know. So I just think, you know, us as a people and us as a country, you know, with a child support system, I just think that's a, 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 a systemic way of, you know, uh, putting us against each other as a race and taking a black father out the household because, you know, some people will get child support and then exclude the father out of having a relationship with their kid and or not let the child or not let the father come around even though he paid child support and he can get a lawyer and all type of things because I know I have friends that that goes through it now that, you know, they have, they can pay child support tell people oh she not letting me see my kid and and nothing really you can do about it because who's gonna call the police or 
or keep going through legal proceedings every time they don't let you see your child over some petty stuff, you know. And I just think, you know, um, we have to base child support around absent fathers. If the father not there, you, you can prove that you had communication with him. He's not doing nothing. Then you should you deserve child support. But if that child, if that person is taking care of their kid and they not just bowing down to the way that you want stuff done, if this if y'all still if the goals are still being accomplished as far as the kids having clothes, shoes, food, things like that being able to do stuff, you know, it shouldn't, you, um, a mother shouldn't, or a father shouldn't tell a mother, or a mother shouldn't tell a father how they could be a parent, you know, as long as the goal is being met, that's all that matters for the kid, and I just think you know, a lot of people, if this stuff is not going their way, it's almost like being a brat, you know, if stuff not going their way, they be like, I'm going to put you on child support. And if you was, if I was already years in, now you got to back pay and catch up all this money for child support. When in reality, you've been taking care of your kid. Now you in the system. Now if you're not well off financially, if you ain't got a, no thousands of men in the bank, now you in a position of where, you know, if you don't catch up this money at some time, now they're going to take your license. Now you go get locked up. Now you got a record. You don't have a clean record. Now you got a record saying for child support, you got to sit in jail over over a petty reason because a person got in their feelings about something. And, you know, we just, um, mothers and fathers, you know, because some mothers are on child support too. I'm not just basing this around just men. So we just have to do a better job about, you know, um, the child support system as a whole. We just have to base it around absent fathers, not failed relationships. Because like, I guarantee you over 50%, if there was to do some statistics, over 50% of child support payments come from failed relationships. Not because the father is not there. And there's a lot of deadbeat fathers out there. I'm not saying that that's a small percentage because there's a lot of people that are just having kids and cutting off communication with the mother and just being a deadbeat and I don't condone that at all. If you having a kid, you need to take care of your responsibilities as a man. But I know a lot of people, a lot of my friends just have failed relationships and they get put on child support and they're not able to see the kid and vice versa. You might have some women in that situation too. So, you know, there was some stuff that was on my mind that I wanted to talk about. Um, on this um evening on this podcast episode, and I just um also you know um we just have to focus on you know revert back to the first topic you know you know everyone needs Jesus as you know everybody runs their own race, and I'm not saying just to force church on people you know, but just let it happen organically. We have to get out in the streets and actually touch people. We just can't expect you know, people that just walk in in the church because the numbers of saving souls and people finding salvation is going to go up slowly if we stick to that method. And I just think we could do a better job of just filling people, just, you know, 
because we got people in our family that's probably that that's not saved, and we be around them all the time. So we just have to be more hands on and being able to touch people and talk to them, just have a regular conversation with them, see where they're at in life, see what they got going, things like that, and be able to um, do things that way outside of the church so we can um, touch more people and uh, more people be able to find salvation before the world's in because, you know, a lot of people probably won't come to church and they'll be like, well, ain't nobody ever talked to me about church. You know, some people might have grew up with our parents, grandparents or anything. So they just grew up, you know, could have came up in a foster home or just really never had nobody just really set out that example of, you know, living a holy life or, you know, finding salvation. So, you know, everybody had different paths and different walks of how they grew up and different struggles they had to deal with. And us as um, saints, you know, we uh, Christians, you know, we have to go out and be more accessible to the people that's not unsaved instead of staying in a box. And that was just something that's been on my mind for the last couple of weeks because of, um, about um, things that I wanted to talk about. And um, this wraps up uh, another episode of the Eric J. The Great Podcast. I appreciate everybody that supported me. Go on Facebook, like my uh, Facebook page, the Eric J. The Great Podcast. Um, subscribe to my YouTube channel, the Eric J. The Great Podcast. Um, you know, follow my podcast on Spotify, the Eric J. The Great Podcast. Follow me on Apple Podcasts, Eric J. The Great Podcast. I'm dropping a new episode every week. Feel free to comment on any one of my videos or DM me on um, my Facebook page or comment on one of my YouTube videos if you want to be a guest or you have any topic suggestions. You know, uh, I'm open to anything that y'all want to bring. And, um, I'll be dropping another episode next week and I appreciate y'all supporting me and um, y'all have a good night.